0: Welcome to another episode here of the Sci Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co-hosts, i the Side. joined as always by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Sci Guys, with Tad the Sci, and Tad, man, this has been a crazy couple of days. This is the uh, tampering period, but essentially some of these deals are pretty much locked in place. It's just not official until March 15th at, I believe, 1 p.m. Eastern? I can't remember exactly what time it is. I think it's 2 p.m. Eastern. It doesn't Is it matter. 2 p.m.? It doesn't matter. <laughs> pretty much it's like afternoon on the East Coast is when the the league year officially begins. And that's when these deals can be official. That's when it's like you know, you can see physicals for guys that are part of trades because there have been some trades as well. Like mm-hmm. it's been pretty yep. it's been a pretty wild couple of days, like I said. So we're gonna cover all of that. Um so most of it that was I wouldn't say most of it, like as much as we can, honestly, because there have been a lot of wheeling and dealings, lots of free agent signings, lots of trades as well. So we're going to try our best to get to as much of it as we can in today's episode. And then hopefully the leftovers we'll get to in a later episode, hopefully later this week. But, Tad, how have you been feeling with this sort of, you know, first sort of wave of free agency going right now?
1: You know, honestly, it's it's been more quiet than I thought. To be totally honest, like sure. There have been some splash moves, but I'm, I'm just waiting for like some big bomb to drop. Um, cause it just, I don't know about you, but I just had that feeling that like, there's something else in the works, but man, if these are the side moves, I can't wait for the main move because these side (laughs) moves have been absolutely crazy. It's just been the LAFB slack has just been going off for 48 hours straight. Like it's been, I I took a nap earlier today. I missed like four moves while I was gone. Like, it's just like you cannot rest without something happening. So I don't think the landscape of the NFL has changed that dramatically, but, but I do think that it's changed enough where some playoff contenders, uh, should be a little bit more scared of making that,
0: uh, repeating that, uh, uh, feat again. Yeah. I think, um, the biggest thing I'm sort of noticing with free agency this year is that I don't think it's such a, such a big free agent class. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I think yeah. there's a lot of good players. There's not anybody that's like, Oh my God, this yeah, guy is no out Exactly. There's not like those A plus tier guys that are like, Oh my god, he's available. Where is he going to go? It's more of just Tad. I think what could happen, kind of like how you're saying, waiting for that bomb to drop. I think possibly we may see a trade. Like I I know Mm -hmm. we already covered the Bears trade with the Panthers for a number one overall pick. Like that was a big blockbuster trade, obviously. But I think there could be a player, like obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is still with Cardinals, but maybe that trade's going to happen. There's the rumors with Derrick Henry. So I mean there's a lot of things that could possibly happen through a trade, but through free agency, I think, like you said, it's like there's a lot lot of good difference makers, uh, a lot of good like um, supplemental guys and lots of good players, but nobody that's like, oh, my God, he is out there. Where is he going to sign? He is going to make a huge difference with the team that he signs with. But you know who can make a huge difference, Dan, in your everyday life when you're trying to, you know, win some money as you head into summer? You know, we got March Madness going on right now. Our friends at Bet Online remain your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends all at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest, easiest way to bet in all your favorite sports events, whether that's March Madness. Like I said, that's kicking off pretty soon. I think this week, obviously, within a couple of days. Uh, we got NFL free agency. You can bet on that. The NFL draft, obviously. We got the NBA coming into the final stretch of the regular season, you can bet on all that. MLB. You got the World Baseball Classic, but that season's kicking off in a couple of weeks. You got all that. NHL's in the final stretch. You got MMA. You got tennis, boxing, esports, golf. They got you covered on all fronts. Head to bed online today on your computer computer or mobile device, and you can receive a 50% of a welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. All you got to use, all you got to do is use our promo code BELIEVE. That's capital B-L-E-A-V. And you can receive a 50% of a welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. Once again, that promo code is Believe, capital B L E A V, and you can receive your awards. Bet online, where the game starts. So, wasn't my cleanest read out of all the reads that I've done, yeah, it but right. it was it was better than I could have done. <laughs> but I mean, definitely we got we love our friends at Bet Online. Definitely go check them out. Use our promo code Believe to get that 50% initial deposit, um, 50 percent bonus on top of your initial deposit. So yeah, really great because yeah, free agency has been wild. And so we definitely want to get into it here. It's a tad – I think let's start at the top here. As a Niners fan, it's sort of like a slight breath and relief that it's like Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be coming back for the San Francisco 49ers. But then part of it is also like you see the season that they had. It's like maybe it's sort of bad that he's not coming back. Well,
1: yeah. We well, you guys got Sam Darnold. It's okay now. <laughs>
0: So we'll see what happens. Yes, yeah, Sam Darnold, we'll get to that maybe a little bit later or tonight. Well, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't hang my breath up on that. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is now a member of the Las Vegas Raiders. He has signed a three-year deal worth $67.5 million. That comes with $34 million in guaranteed money. I mean, you look at the offense, Ted, and he's got... Honestly, a very similar bevy of weapons to what he had in San Francisco, where he has Josh Jacobs at the running back position. He's got Devontae Adams, obviously, clearly one of the best receivers in the game. Hunter Renfro is a great slot receiver. Um... Darren Waller is no longer on the Raiders, which we'll get to a little bit later. We'll touch on that. But I mean, at one point he did have him earlier in the day. He did have him on the roster. But just still, also, you got to throw in the fact that they signed Jacoby Myers recently, a three year deal worth $33 million and $21 million in guarantees. So he's like, you add to that receiver group, familiar with Josh McDaniels and his offensive system. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo, familiar with Josh McDaniels from their days in New England as well. So it's like, The only thing that worries me, Tad, and this is where I'm going to shift it over to you here, is just that – is this an upgrade? I see it more of like a lateral move. Some people even see it as a slight downgrade over Derek Carr, who is now a member, of, obviously, of the New Orleans Saints, which we'll get to, obviously, a little bit later. There's a lot of things we're going to get to. Hopefully, we'll get to it, but I really don't we, know. We, today God, it's a long list, guys. <laughs> There's been it's a lot a of things. List. There's a lot of things that's been happening. But just, yeah, Ted, what do you think about this move, and how does this mean? Like, what does this mean for the Raiders as far as, like, them making an upgraded position? Like, I mean, I'll put that in quote marks, maybe. It's, it's not an upgrade. It's not an <laughs> upgrade. Anyone who says it's an upgrade is, is stupid. It's not. And yes, I know that Jimmy
1: Garoppolo was able to bring the 49ers to a Super Bowl, but let's be real. I think the, the general consensus on that is that it was Kyle Shanahan that did that with Garoppolo rather than Garoppolo carrying Shanahan to an, a Super Bowl. So I'm not, I, I I like you said, I it's it's a lateral move at best, slight downgrade at worst. It's, it's, it's the same thing. The Raiders have the exact same offense going in. They have a, you know capable quarterback with a talented offense and the question is can Josh McDaniels get together I don't think he can I'm not Josh McDaniels believer but something like what you said is I think a big factor here and something they are clearly going for is familiarity so with the Jacoby Myers signing with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back from his days in New England um, I think Josh McDaniels is recognizing that he is very quickly running out of goodwill in Las Vegas, and he needs people that understand this offense because I think that's the weirdest thing. Everybody's kind of down on Derek Carr right now. Derek Carr never looked that bad at his career before last year. I think what it was was a lack of understanding of what was going on in the offensive system. So I think that McDaniels knows, okay, if we can bring in people that understand what I'm trying to do and then they can immediately succeed, then I think there will be success. So, no, it's not an upgrade. It's not downgrade. I think it's kind of like a lateral move, but I think with all those extra factors coming in, Garoppolo does have a chance for success. I think that, uh, you know, it, especially let's, let's kick it to fantasy. Fantasy wise. I think he is a, now a solid backup quarterback option. I don't think that's a, Horrific idea uh, to have him on your bench in case something happens. Devontae Adams, he says, you know, kind of middle, despite his Instagram story, which makes it seem oh, like oh. he's a little pissed off. Yeah, what, what'd you make not, of that? He's
0: not a happy camper for sure. <laughs>
1: I think that was like an Aaron Rodgers thing.
0: It could be. It could very well be. I think that's what it was.
1: But yeah, no, like Jacoby Myers, uh, Hunter Renfro, obviously Darren Waller, like like we talked about, that's kind of that we'll talk about it later. But I think everybody's fancy value is like kind of even right now. And for the Raiders, just in general, um, I get it. This was a good move because you don't want Will Levis, you don't want Anthony Richardson, those are both developmental guys. Like I said, McDaniels knows he's on the hot seat, so he cannot take the time to develop those guys. Panthers just made the big move up to number one, so clearly you're out of the running there. So go for the vet that you know. I, so I, I don't hate the move, but uh, it's just it's a, it's a big eh. Yeah,
0: I think that's the big thing. Um, I think I completely agree with you with the fantasy aspect where it's like I think we need to see how he looks in the offense. Um, Devontae Adams I think takes a slight hit. I do like Ooh, Hunter Renfro so in the offense. Hit. I think so. Slight hit. I'm not saying it's like a massive like, you know, right. you shouldn't draft him in the first or second round or whatever. I'm just saying that. I mean, he was
1: with, number three receiver last year with Derek Carr. So, like, how much worse Exactly. He so,
0: I think that may drop to possibly four or five now as opposed oh, okay, to staying in yeah, that top I mean, three. That's what I'm saying there because Garoppolo just doesn't have the arm straight to consistently get at the ball down the field. Where I will say, though, is that Renfro and Jacoby Meyer should benefit with um, this type of offense and Jimmy Garoppolo. So, it's like they may stay the same, if not a slight boost in their fantasy stock though, for sure. But Jimmy Garoppolo, like, I think is just a streaming option like if you're playing in a two quarterback system then maybe you draft him a little bit later but yeah i think if you need a backup guy he's the guy that you want so really quick tab before i move on to more news because like i said we have a lot we to gotta, get to yeah, here we got we, gotta
1: get we going.
0: talked about this before where it's like most likely the raiders are going to go with the veteran move at quarterback and then they're probably going to protect him with that number seven overall pick so do you think that's still the move here or do you think they address the offense with that number seven pick uh, I think they're defense. gonna go. My, my, my yeah, the I, was about
1: to say, I was a little confused when you asked <laughs> yeah. that. Um, I think they're definitely gonna go for offensive line here, especially because now that the Bears are number nine, they know that whoever they don't take at seven, he's not slipping. Like there's there's no chance. Like the top offensive lineman is not going outside the top ten now. It's either gonna be a he's either gonna be a Raider or he's gonna be a Bear. There's no you know if ants or butts about it. So I think absolutely they are gonna go offensive line. Maybe. Maybe if a Tyree Wilson or, um, I, like, I could see them going pass rusher, but to me, it just seems like, especially citing a
0: vet like Jimmy G, that's just like, we got to protect him right now. No, I think that's probably the best move as well, because obviously, like we talked about before, that they'll probably go the veteran route and then protect him with that number seven overall pick and then figure out the quarterback situation a little bit later. So, yeah, Hold I on. think let offensive line at seven is probably the clear cut here, pick here. Let me try this.
1: Welcome to Las Vegas, Peter Peter Skronsky?
0: Better. Skronsky. Son of a bitch! Skronsky, yeah.
1: Skronsky. What did I
0: say? You, you said Skoronsky.
1: I don't, I don't hear the difference.
0: Yeah, clearly. <laughs> well, it's better than Skronoski or whatever he said a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, was I wasn't back on that. that I said, improve it. That I'll give bad. you that. I'll let it's, it pass. I,
1: I have a month to nail it down. I got
0: it. Exactly. So let's move on. Like I said, we got a lot more news that we want to get to here. So let's get to Andre Dillard. Formerly at the Philadelphia Eagles, he was a backup swing offensive lineman with them, but I'm pretty sure he's going to entrench himself into a starting role. Now with the Tennessee Titans, he signed a three-year deal worth $29 million. Um, Like I said, a young, very versatile offensive lineman coming out of Washington State. Um, But here's the problem that I have with this Titans offense now, Tad, is just that – They lack playmakers because we talked about this in the live stream. Robert Woods is no longer with the team. He signed a deal with the Houston Texans, a two-year deal, which we may get to a little bit later. Uh, But Traylon Burks, he was hurt his rookie year towards the end of it. He looked pretty good at times, but just we're hoping that he can make that big leap in this offseason to become a serious playmaker for that passing offense. Um, But here's the big one, Tad. Derrick Henry is apparently on the trading block. Like this is a very interesting news. They've had,
1: they've had talks.
0: They exactly. Had talks exactly. This has sort of surfaced. Um, I'm curious to see whether they actually do move him because apparently officially what the Times have said is that they're listening to offers, but they are not actively shopping him pretty much they're shopping him. I pretty like, I mean, there's no way yeah, that yeah. they're not trading this guy because I think mean, the big thing as to why he sort of has surfaced to become a player on the trading block is because he's entering a contract year. And then after this contract year, he'll be entering his age 30 season in the NFL and look at how much he was used in that Tennessee offense. I mean, he has over 1250 attempts in the past four years alone. Like they clearly used this guy as a workhorse running back. So now you enter that, h 30 season with for most running backs is already of like okay this is where they start to see the decline but with Derek Henry now it's like you wonder if it's going to be even a steeper of a decline because how used he was in Tennessee like still very effective I'm not saying he's not because I think he went over 1500 yards and he had nine rushing touchdowns last season but it's just you wonder whether that's going to stay consistent or not so Tad like if you're another GM and you see that Derek Henry's on the trading block are you trading for him Well, we talked about this a little
1: bit in our live episode when we were discussing the Bears and uh, Panthers trade, where you said like I would not trade uh, you know first round pick for Derrick Henry. Do you stand by that? that. I stand by that. That's a terrible take. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's awful. Okay. Like yes, Derrick Henry is not the end all be all at running back. He's he's you know, but he's still such a difference maker. That who else are you gonna get in the first round if you are the who's a running back needy team in the 20s? Help me out here. Um. If you're the, if if you're the green Bay Packers, let's say, and Aaron Jones all of a sudden is demanding too much money. You want to move him. Are you telling me? Well, the Packers are not a great example because they're about to lose Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> but I just, the, all right. Perfect example. And team, we're going to touch on it a bit. The Philadelphia Eagles. You're telling me you're not going to trade number 31 for Derrick Henry. Who else are you going to get 31 that is more valuable than Derrick Henry?
0: I get that. But I guess just for me, like I said, plus you have to pay him a huge contract, too, because he's going to demand it based on the production that he has. So it's like, yeah, giving up that sort of first round pick like I will understand it if a team does it. But personally, for me, like if I was in a GM shoes, I would not do it like a second round pick. One hundred percent, maybe multiple picks. I can understand that. But just giving up a first round pick straight up for Derrick Henry, like I don't think I can do that. I, I, man, I guess, I guess it's
1: just, yeah, it's a simple, like fundamental. Maybe you see it more because you like,
0: watch games in the AFC South. So it's like, you see this guy more firsthand. He's honestly, good. He's, he's player. good. He's unstoppable. It he's a like, cheat code. I just, for me, it's just like, I see, like, we're starting to see some of the cracks. He dealt with the Jones injury two years ago. And I'm wondering if that's like, you know, we're going to start to see possibly some of these cracks in the foundation here, which I mentioned in the live stream too. So it's like, I'm wondering if just like, it's going to start to happen now. And I don't want to be on the hook for that then.
1: Well, this is gonna sound you know brutal, but this is how the NFL works. If I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, who have apparently had, you know, uh, breakdowns and talks with Joe Mixon, because Joe Mixon, people are forgetting, was on the trade block apparently two weeks ago because they couldn't get anything done. Uh, those talks have kind of died down. But if I'm the Bengals, I'm going, hey, you want Mixon for Henry? Yep, bring it on. Like that I will absolutely do that. Now if I'm if I'm a media contender, because I'm not saying you're wrong, he his his future's not looking great. He's a running back. No running back's future looks great. But if I'm a contender, absolutely, I'm willing to do that. But this is what makes the Andre Dillard thing so confusing is because the Titans have been unloading talent all offseason. It looks like they've been going into a rebuilding mode. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, they bring Mm -hmm. in Andre Dillard, which makes me kind of wary of, like, do they want to unload him, Derrick Henry? So I think they're trying this, like, soft rebuild, stay competitive thing. And I cannot name a single team this has ever worked for. So I – well – it's I, nothing against Andre Dillard, but this signing tells me that the Titans are still like kind of wavering on what their future is. And when you waver, it just never ends. Well, you gotta choose. Are we rebuilding? or Are we, you know, going to keep trying to compete, you know, finances be damned, but it seems like they're trying to get the best of both worlds. I'm not so sure about their future or Derek Henry's. I think all of Tennessee is in flux right now, except for they're getting a cool new stadium, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it is a very interesting sort of, they're trying to hedge their bets where it's like, they're trying to stay competitive in the AFC South, but then also they're trying to think about the future, especially with them sort of having some older players on offense, obviously. So yeah, I'm not sure what they're doing, but I guess this is no, a good I'm sign sure. for you as a Colts fan, right? <laughs> it's not. Cause we still suck. Well, that's a different story. <laughs>
1: hey, we um, got Tyquan Walker. <laughs> you guys signed Samson Ebkeham, former Niners. I, uh, I, actually, I actually did not mind that. I actually So saw that's that not early. bad. Yep. That's not
0: bad there. But let's move on. We're talking about Andre Dillard, so we're talking <sighs> yes, about the offensive let's line. Let's get to the Denver Broncos because they actually signed. We're talking yep. about former Niners here. They signed former Niners right tackle Mike McGlinchey to a huge deal. Five years, $87.5 million with $52.5 you are very, you million. You were very candy.
1: torn up about
0: this. <laughs> In case you can't tell, Dad, 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 Dad is just dripping with sarcasm because I was I, glad he's
1: gone. <laughs> literally, I felt the confetti shooting like from my phone.
0: Honestly, for me, because I think the big thing is just that he had the promise in the running game. Like, he always looked good at the running game. Just the passing game, dear Lord, he was a turnstile at the right tackle position because he was letting a lot of people get through. He was getting manhandled quite too frequently. That I was just like, yeah, we need to upgrade at this position. So the fact that the Broncos wanted to pay him this kind of money, I was like, good. Wipe my hands of him now. <laughs> he can move literally, on.
1: Literally, direct quote from a mirror in the LAFE Slack was, "Good riddance. Have fun with that pass protection."
0: Exactly. Like almost <laughs> verbatim.
1: Almost verbatim. That's what he put in the company group message.
0: Because the boss of Elliot right. I was like, he
1: might our CEO is a Exactly. Fan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's part of the reason why I said that too. But just. I think the big thing here is that they're trying to rebuild the offensive line around Russell Wilson. They had some issues last year. They also signed Ben Powers, an interior offensive line for the Baltimore Ravens. He signed a four-year deal worth $52 million with $30, $28.5 million guaranteed. Excuse me. So they're good moves, but, Tad, this is where it gets, gets just a lot more interesting because now we're hearing who's Russell Wilson going to throw to because apparently Courtland Sutton, Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler are all available for trade. They are all former first round picks. Wait, was Jerry? Jerry Judy was a first round pick, right? He was picked. Jerry Judy was Parker, Corlin yeah.
1: Sutton was second. Hamler, Hamler was a third was round pick. Second. My mistake.
0: Hamler was a third third or second round pick. That's my mistake there. S- Sutton I'll was also it. not a first round pick. But regardless, it's just like – these are way, your they're per- all talented guys. They're <laughs> all talented good. Guys. <laughs> it's just like you're trying to give up on these guys. So, I mean, I was reading some reports here that's like Sean Payton I think is trying to bring in some guys that fit his system a little bit more, who could probably work with Russell Wilson's play style a little bit more. But I'm like, these are young guys that you could work in your system. I don't understand why they're on the trading block. Um, I – Tad, help me, help me sort of get through this because I really don't know. I really don't. I have to, I, I,
1: I have to move the mic back for this because I have to rant. What the fuck are the Broncos doing? <laughs> Like, what the shit? Like, I don't understand what you're doing. Exactly like what we were just talking about with the Tennessee Titans, where it's like you either compete or you just call your mistake and then you move on. Make a goddamn decision because right now they're not. They're trying to have the best of both worlds. And I don't understand how that's possible when you trade all your receivers outside of Albert O, who's a tight end, by the way. And like, okay, yeah, Sean Payton, you want people to fit your system? KJ Hamler is a small, speedy receiver. What the hell else fits your system? Like, what – I, I don't understand. Jerry Judy is good. Yes, he has put up with some injuries. Corlin Sutton is the, like, a very definition of consistent. I don't understand what you expect from a 34, 33, 34, whatever. It doesn't matter old ass quarterback who is on a massive contract by trading away all his past catching talent. What do you expect to happen it is so confusing to me. I don't understand it. They're probably going to do it because the Broncos have been horribly mismanaged the past like three years. It is maddening. I am this upset about it. I'm not even a Broncos fan. I could give a shit about them. I hate them because they took Peyton Manning away from the Colts. I am still this fired up about this. They should absolutely not trade a single one of those guys. If Sean Payton, this is the whole reason you brought Sean Payton in, is to fix the Russell Wilson boat. You know what doesn't fix the Russell Wilson boat? Trading away all his weapons. That is literally like just dumping all the cannons off a pirate ship. Like, that's how you fix the pirate ship, is you just dump all the cannons? No. It makes zero sense. I don't understand it. Now, uh, sorry. I'm calm now. Let's talk speculation. This is going to be fun. <laughs> no, no. This is why I'm calm. Let's talk okay. speculation. Now, if one of these guys do get traded, I think they are a fascinating fantasy option for wherever they go. Now, I was kind of kicking around some team names in my head of like who needs a receiver, who could you know target some guys. I remember. What about this? What if a guy like Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton goes to Cleveland?
0: It's not a bad move, to be honest with you.
1: Right, because they they, they need –
0: As we're hearing talk about, you know, Kareem Hunt's a free agent. There's a possibility that I heard, like, I don't know if this is legitimate or not, but they may move. Nick Chubb as well. So, like, Mm -hmm. they're clearly moving into a pass-first system, obviously, because they need to prioritize Deshaun Watson. So, they got Amari Cooper. I got hope for Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think he's going to do really good in the second role. Uh, They drafted David Bell out of Purdue. So, it's like they got some good receivers. But, yeah, if you get an upgrade like Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton, it's like why not make that move?
1: Exactly. Or what about this? What if one of them goes to a team that is clearly all in for the future Carolina?
0: That would be good because we already talked about this on the live stream. It's like whoever that rookie quarterback that's going to be taken at they number one help. or if they move down, like he's got nobody to throw to. Like you talked about it. It's LaVishka Shaddault, Terrace Marshall Jr. and Shai Smith. It's like um, Tommy,
1: Tommy Tremble. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why I keep reading him up.
0: Yeah, at the tight end position, like that's not really helping much either. So, yeah, if they can make a move like that, like that's just fantastic to add on to a young uh, young rookie quarterback's arsenal of weapons to sort of use in that offense. So that's not a bad move either.
1: So my my general point being is for now, yes, the Broncos are being really stupid if they continue to pursue this as a real possibility, which apparently it is. I, I, I actually am buying into this, but – um, if if one of them were to be moved, maybe not Hamler, Hamler on a lesser uh, extent, but uh, Sutton or Judy, if one of them got moved to a different team, obviously it would depend on the team. I could see that actually increasing their fantasy value by like a huge amount. Like that would that would be. Hold on, let me do my Donald Trump. By a huge amount. That was awful. But oh, that, uh, was, that, that was, was ridiculously so bad. That bad. was so bad. I tried going. Not I, even I, close. Huge, that was just huge, huge. with the slight huge, action. That's yeah, you. I don't know.
0: It's
1: yeah. I I, I bail like
0: oh two God, seconds that into that. So yeah, bad. that was that was I, awful. I, I, I gonna, can't even stop thinking
1: about how. Bad we're, gonna it was we're gonna cut that. We're gonna cut that. We're gonna cut that. But oh, anyway, God damn it. But they will become a. Fancy difference maker, and that actually could increase her value. But uh, it's just I'm, I'm bailing, I'm pulling a parachute, just take it from there. <laughs>
0: should have bailed on that accent before I should have. Oh man, <laughs> uh, but that, honestly, that was a
1: huge I, mistake.
0: That was not any better. <laughs> <laughs> I think the big thing though that would prevent. The Broncos for moving on from any of these receivers or attempting to move on from any of those receivers is that apparently the asking price is pretty astronomical. That they're asking for a high end draft capital. They're asking possibly for players in return, which is, I don't think that would happen. I think most likely these players are going to stay on the team. Maybe they're going to be deadline moves once the season begins, but just like once the season begins, you're Sean Payne's going to see that these guys are beneficial in his office. I I really don't understand
1: it. It's so stupid, but also it doesn't help their case that this, uh, this year's receiving class and the draft class is pretty deep. So it's like, uh, okay, I could give up a first for, you know, Jerry Judy, or I could find like a slightly less good Jerry Judy in the fourth round for free. So it's, you know, one of those things. Again, why I just, I don't understand Broncos management. Like they've just done nothing right in the past two years.
0: Yeah, it's, it's puzzling for sure. And maybe this move, too, as we move on to another topic here. Some people found it a little bit puzzling, but we brought this up earlier. Jared Waller is no longer a member of the Las Vegas Raiders. He has been traded to the New York Giants for a third-round pick, the number 100 pick overall in this year's draft. I mean – Tad, highly productive tight end. I think when this guy is on the field, he's a difference maker at the tight end position. Fantasy-wise, he is a top five fantasy tight end, I think, consistently the past handful of years here. But here's the problem. He is very injury-prone, unfortunately. <laughs> the past two seasons, he has dealt with injuries, a thigh and a calf strain, which kept him out, I think, for nine games this past season, which obviously affected the Raiders' performance on offense. Um, so, But just... Like I said, when he's healthy, he is definitely a good player to have. New York Giants definitely do not have a lot of weapons in the passing game, both at the tight end position and the receiver position. They dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, they did re-sign one of their often injured players, Sterling Shepard, uh, to a one-year deal, $1.3 million. I think, Tad, you put it perfectly. It's a one-year it deal If he can stay healthy and he can produce, maybe he'll get a little bit more money in next year's offseason. But just, Tad, this is – I had to do the math on this one because this is pretty bad. In the past four seasons with Sterling Shepard, out of 66 total games, he missed 34. Oof. which is over, just over that 50 just over, over that 50 percent it Damn. is over half of his game so it's like you hope that he could sort of come back and he could put those injuries aside because daniel jones looked good with brian dable at the helm and part of the reason that he looked good it led to the giants sort of giving him this contract which is why i said puzzling because some people were like is this the type of money you want to give to daniel jones or maybe you should have moved on with somebody else in the draft or free agency or something like that but daniel jones got a four-year $160 million contract with $92 million guaranteed, I will say, like I said, he looked better in the offense with Dable at the helm. He had a three to one touchdown to interception ratio, which is his career best easily this past season. He just looked a little bit more confident in the pocket. They used the running abilities of his on the right times. He was very uh, controlled with the uh, ball. Like I said, that's why that interception number was way lower than his past period seasons. So I like that move. They also tag Saquon Barkley. So I mean, it's like they got some pieces on the offense here, but just had like how overall, how do you feel about the Darren Waller trade? Like, how do you think that fits in, especially fantasy-wise here? And just like, yeah, I think the big one is just like, what do you think about that Daniel Jones contract? <laughs>
1: So the, the Giants were in a tough spot because I don't th- – I think it was pretty obvious they didn't want to pay Daniel Jones that money. But the problem and is – really
0: quick before you go on with your take, I remember this was a running conversation we had with one of our LAFB Network crew members, uh, Kerry Krongard, who is a Giants fan. And I think I brought this question up to him back in October. I was like, if Daniel Jones takes the Giants to the playoffs, like – do you have to commit to him now? It's like – and that was like a running conversation that we had the last handful of months in the regular season, and clearly they did. They gave him this sort of contract. It's just like, yeah, you can either look at it as good, you can look at it as bad. I don't know which one you want to look at it, but yeah, Ted, continue with your take here, whether it's good or bad here. So
1: in kind of like what you talked about was if he takes him to the playoffs. So it reminds me a lot of the early 2000s, the mid-2010s, charges him – uh, Colts that were always so consistently good. They got to the playoffs, but the problem is they could never do shit when they got to the playoffs. And then they like, they just like were stuck in a draft territory where they were never able to get the talent to, you know, better their roster. So they were just stuck in this weird, good, not great purgatory for close to two decades until Philip Rivers and Peyton Manning retired. Um, and now we're just in hell. So that's, that's great. <laughs> um, but I, I think the Giants and Brian Dables is now aware of like, we are in danger of falling in that same trap. So I understand why they paid Daniel Jones that contract. I, I, I don't think he's going to play it out. I do think there will be another Giants quarterback two or three years down the road. I, I, I think this was kind of like one of those things that grabs all the headlines of like, we got our guy. And then two or three years, once it's, there's the out financially, I think they're going to take it. Um, but I, I respect what they're doing in terms of the Darren Waller thing because, okay, if we are in this purgatory, fuck it. We're going to go all the way. We're going to make sure our roster is as good as possible so we can make it out. Rather than what the Colts did where they just stayed put. We're like, we're going to be fine. We're going <laughs> to be fine. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Like, no, no, no. no. If we're going to be here, let's do it. Let's do whatever we can to get better. I think Darren Waller does make them better. Um, first off, did you hear about uh, one of the possible theories of why Darren Waller got traded?
0: I don't think so.
1: So I saw this right before we came on. Um, Again, I, I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but it's just something I saw on Twitter uh, right. from from a verified account. So that it has some truth to it. Apparently, Waller is really mad at McDaniels because Josh McDaniels let the Las Vegas media know that he is getting married in about a week and he wanted to keep the wedding a secret.
0: I did hear some stuff about Kelsey Plum and all that stuff, who is a uh, WNBA player um, and just like, Yeah. But I didn't realize that that was the reason as to why all this stuff. Well,
1: not saying it's the entire reason, but definitely. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so I I understand why the Raiders want to move on because, you know, yes, he, he, you know, is very injury prone. Apparently, you know, wedding or not, that relationship was not good. There were reports of that coming out in season as well, where, Mm -hmm. you know, McDaniels Mm -hmm. was like, can you play? And Waller was like, no, it was like, but can you? And it was just like it just it was a whole disaster. Yeah. So I, I think this is good for both sides, especially Waller considering his uh you know, his pass. I think it's good that he that, that dude needs to be in a good situation. So um, you know, let's kick it to the fun stuff. Let's go fancy wise. I like it. I think that you know you you need to surround uh, Daniel Jones with as many weapons as possible. Sterling Shepard, like you said, he's on a one-year prove-it deal. Historically, receivers do very very well on that. Even I know this doesn't count towards fantasy, but look at what Juju Smith-Schuster did on his one-year prove-it deal in the Super Bowl. Hey man, you want to get paid? He's about to get paid. Um, Sterling Shepard is on the, uh, I think, on a similar path. And then now Darren Waller, we already see that Dawson Knox without Dable, he fell off. Where the hell was Dawson Knox? Well, Dable knows how to utilize a good athletic tight end. So sure. I think that Waller, if he can stay healthy, that being the big obvious, Waller's back to tight end one category. And especially now that you know he has had that entry, you could grab him in the later rounds as a tight end one, you know, production with you know the value of a tight end too so i i actually really like this trade for both uh both parties i think the real loser here is the raiders because uh man if you're going to go for a vet for garoppolo why would you get rid of one of his weapons
0: very true and i like the fact that you bring up the fact that Brian Dable is good at using athletic tight ends or just improving that tight end position because we saw at times rookie daniel bellinger tight end for the New York Giants. Oh, yeah. There were some flashes where it's like you saw him actually produce really well. So now you give him another tight end, a proven tight end in the NFL, and Darren Waller. He could definitely learn some tips and tricks from him during the offseason and training camp. So even if Darren Waller were to get hurt, You got a pretty good handcuff option in Daniel Bellinger that could step in and take that starting role and look really good in the tight end sort of position there for the New York Giants. So it's like, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do at the receiver position, but you got two really good receiving tight ends that I think can make a big difference in that offense. And maybe, Tad, maybe they made that trade with Darren Waller because we've talked about this already. The tight end class in this year's draft class is pretty strong. So maybe oh, they're gonna draft a guy in the second or third round to sort of fill that role and become an instant starter sort of thing. So we'll see would, how that, would all that plays would out. Would that then.
1: not would that not be the most Raiders move of all time if they took Michael Mayer at number seven? <laughs> like <laughs> that, that just occurred. That move. literally just occurred to me for the first time. But uh, like my God, Al Davis's ghost is back, baby.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, his son is running the what team. Was this so did... What was his forty time?
1: What was his forty time? Hold on
0: so we'll see about that as what they do at seven, but I don't doubt that maybe at the second or third round, they could possibly draft a it's tight end to be their seven. starter. I'm
1: not, I'm, I'm convinced of this third. <laughs> They're taking a tight end at
0: seven. We will see how that all plays out, but just, yeah, I do like the move for the giants as long. I think that's the big, big thing here. We're sort of hitting the same nail on the head here is just that if he stays healthy, he could be a productive tight end and really give the giants offense that sort of boost that they sort of lacked last season.
1: Well, and like I said, like, if okay, Giants, fine. You want to ride with Daniel Jones, then you better make damn sure you surround him with weapons mm-hmm. and make sure mm-hmm. that he can succeed, and at least you're doing that. So you know what? Props to the Giants. If you're going to ride with Daniel Jones, which I think is a mistake, set him up for success, and they are absolutely doing that. And that that shows with Saquon Barkley as well. We we didn't really touch on him, but I do think they're going to figure that out with this Barkley situation uh, one way or another. If it's a short-term deal, it's a short-term deal, but I think they're going to work it out because they know, like, okay, we're, th- this is where we're at. And we're Mm going to make the best of our situation rather than like, you know, making that they're not like the Titans where it's like, well, we'll say this like cute little purgatory and like whatever, like, no, no, no. If we're going to like be like upper, like mid upper tier, we're going to do everything we can to get that next level up. So look, the giants, what they're doing is risky. Absolutely. But I love the, the, the finacity of it.
0: Great finacity. A hundred percent. It's definitely like, you know, those, uh, The cartoons, Looney Tunes, or whatever, where it's like, you know, the characters are stuck together and one character wants to go this direction, the other one wants to go the other direction. They start, you pulled back together or whatever. That's exactly what the tides are doing right now. (laughs) Ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, gosh. So speaking of the draft, um, we're going to get to our next team here because they made a lot of great signings, but unfortunately, it's not going to affect the fantasy world as much, but maybe a little bit. We'll touch on that a little bit, but it's the Chicago Bears. So, I mean, we already talked about this, how they made that big move, trading the number one overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. They swapped for the number one for number nine, a bunch of other picks. They obviously got DJ Moore in return here. So they went defensive heavy with the free agency class right now with all that money that they had they signed tj edwards away from the philadelphia eagles for a three-year deal 19.5 million dollars with 12 million and guaranteed such a steal and he had 159 total tackles which was seventh in the nfl he had 10 tackles for loss and two sacks he's still a very young linebacker too so he could be very productive for them for the entire length of that contract This was a great signing. I texted my buddy Jay, who was a Bears fan, obviously. After the signing happened, I was like, you got a home run here because the Bills couldn't afford to pay this guy. The Bears absolutely benefited. That's Tremaine Edmonds, the linebacker. He signed with the Bears for a four-year deal worth $72 million and $50 million guaranteed. I mean, he's only going to be 25 when the season begins (laughs) Like, that's insane, and he's already been so productive in five seasons. He came into the league at 20, so he's already had five seasons. All five of those seasons, he's had over. Over a hundred total tackles, and he's just been so productive in the offense, uh, the defense, excuse me, for the Buffalo Bills. And yeah, he's just gonna bring that over to Chicago. He's gonna be a rover. He's gonna be able to come in on pass rush as well. Like, I mean, great, great signing to upgrade that defense for Matt Eberflus and the Chicago Bears. And then the last one here, this one happened relatively recently, so you might have missed one, this, missed this one, Tad. But it's not a like huge move, but it's a pretty productive move because he had a really good season in 2022, and that's Demarcus. Walker, the edge rusher, signed over from the Tennessee Titans. He signed a three-year deal worth $21 million worth, $14.65 million guaranteed. He had a career-high seven sacks last season with the Tennessee Titans, and so I think Chicago Bears are hoping that he could capitalize on that, hopefully meet that number, if not increase it in this defense here. So, yeah, a really good additional signing here. And so, Tad, like I said, we want to get this a little bit more of a draft spin because obviously they trade down to nine. We talked about this in our live stream that – Okay, maybe they go offensive line. They got a, they have a multitude of directions that they can go in. So it's like, will they go offensive line to protect Justin Fields? Will they go defensive end to sort of upgrade that pass rush? Edge rusher. Will they go cornerback? I mean, there's a lot of different directions here. So now, with these couple of defensive signings at the linebacker position and one pass rusher, where do you think they go as far as that number nine position? Because this sort of gives you an idea as far as some of the holes that they filled. But just, yeah, I mean, at number nine, I mean, there's a possibility. You already laid this out earlier when we were talking about the Las Vegas Raiders that whoever the Raiders take, the left is possibly going to go to the Chicago Bears at number nine. So, I mean, just, yeah, do you still stick with that theory of that them going offensive line here at number nine?
1: So I'm cracking up because during our uh, live stream, when we did, you know, the breaking news with the trade and everything, I go, yeah, they'll go offensive line. They'll go cornerback. I don't think they'll go linebacker. Well, now I'm convinced they're definitely not going linebacker. Pretty
0: convinced, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Which, by the way, just the, the Tremaine Edmonds uh, thing, you're absolutely right. Great signing. But, I mean, that was what he was worth, $50 million. So I'm not saying they overpaid. Getting TJ Edwards at 12 mil guaranteed yeah, exactly. is it's Absolutely. Such ridiculous. a productive
0: guy. I, and I, I under- want to exciting. know how they pull
1: that off. Like exactly. that was insane. um By the way, all the, everyone freaks out with the Watt brothers. How about the edmund brothers? Yeah. You, got, you know, you got Terrell Tremaine in, and Terrell. Uh, d- yeah, you got Terrell in Pittsburgh. You got Tremaine now in Chicago. Like, man, those 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 should be some proud parents. And let me—I don't know which one because they both look similar. But I saw one of them at the Super Bowl. They're big. Yeah. It's very it's very scary. <laughs> It's very scary. But anyway, so no, I think now it's it's we're we're at, you know, a fork in the road. Is uh we either the, the Bears are either gonna go cornerback, which would surprise me, or Paris Johnson. Welcome to the uh Chicago Bears. Because like I said, I think Skronsky
0: better. I think it's better. Than the yeah, football. there we go. All right. Better I think the
1: guy from Northwestern is going go to go, uh, Las Vegas at number seven. And I think that leaves Paris Johnson as the second best tackle to Chicago at number nine, because like I, we, we talked about this in our previous episode, but I'll say it again is people say that this offensive tackle class is weak and they're not wrong, but I think that gives off the impression that it's weak across the board. It's very top heavy is how 100%. I would say there's a lot of talent at the top. Then once you get past that, you know, top three or four, then you start getting like, eh. So and Ted, I, think I think like
0: the big thing too, is that it's not only top heavy, but it's like literally like, very, very, like tip of the iceberg. It's literally topic. like one, two,
1: three. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 like favorite, it's
0: like your favorite buddy ball quote where it's like, you know, you got these teams here, 50 feet of crap, and then you got the rest. So in this case, it's not 50 feet of crap of offensive tackles or whatever, but just like the productivity. Nah, not is not 50 definitely feet of gold either. I just think that the productivity, but the disparity between the top level offensive linemen in this class compared to everybody else is just that much more different. So, yeah, 100 percent, if you have the opportunity, it's it's a likely good move for Chicago if they decided to go in this direction.
1: Yeah. So I think even if it's a reach of like, OK, maybe Paris Johnson isn't worth the ninth overall pick, which he absolutely is. Um, It's worth the reach. Go for it at that point. And that's why I was saying it was that was a good trade down by the Bears because they did that number four. Then I'm like, eh, you know, that because that comes with a much happier price tag as well. You got to keep in mind. Oh, yeah. So now yeah. now a nine with about five million dollars cheaper. That's worth the reach. So is it Paris Johnson? Like I said, I, Project Jones, I, I, I for some reason, I see a team really falling in love with this athleticism. And and maybe it's just because they both went to Georgia, but it reminds me a lot of Andrew Thomas where he Mm -hmm. was just a freak athlete and like some team in the top 10 falls in love with his athleticism and he goes higher. I just have a gut feeling that Project Jones is going to go higher than we think. So maybe it's him at nine, but I would be utterly shocked that if the Bears stay put at number nine, if they went anywhere else but offensive line, that would be – Probably the most shocking move of the entire NFL draft, assuming the Panthers don't take like Jalen. Well, and this is a I was going for the joke there, but uh <laughs> Jalen Carter. Also something to keep in mind because defensive tackle is still a massive need for the Bears. And we're not quite sure with everything going on with him where his draft stock is. So Jalen Carter is a wild card still
0: worth looking out for. Yeah, that's the sort of interesting wrinkle that I sort of wanted to get into because the Bears had the league's worst rushing defense last season. And so with Jalen Carter still there at number nine, it's like, do you entertain that thought? Do you like sort of go get, through and make get sure get
1: the guy you always were going to get at number one? Exactly.
0: At number nine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like if he's still there, it's like, do you make sure that you sort of clear up all these issues that you sort of been having off the field? and just make sure that this is the guy that's like, you know, Everything else is clear cut and good and clean sort of thing. So it's like, yeah, if he's there at nine, it's like I definitely would be like, oh, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. this We're is the guy about, we should take sort yeah. of thing. But I think just that's the standard thing that I've been hearing with Chicago here at number nine is just that – It's not the most sexiest pick, but definitely you need the protection, and so you need to go offensive line, whether that's Peter Skaronsky, whether that's Paris Johnson Jr., whoever it is out of those two, I think that's probably the safer pick. I will say, though, that I sort of talked about this before on the podcast where it's like if you're in a team that's sort of rebuilding, you want to focus on the side of the ball that sort of has the most – you know, you can sort of complete a little bit faster. So I think with Matt Eberflus being a little bit defensive minded, well, not a little bit, he is defensive minded. Um, And he sort of made these signings in the uh, free agency offseason here where he's sort of anchoring that defense. I wouldn't be surprised if they double down and they go defensive edge rush, you know, where they go with a Tyree Wilson, a Miles Murphy, maybe whoever shoots at the board, like a Lucas Van Ness or, you know, a See Nolan that, Smith or Van, like that.
1: Van Ness would be the shocker because I think of like Wilson or Murphy slip. That would be, I would disagree with it, but it wouldn't be surprising. I think what would be surprising if like they go for a guy like Van Ness, who's been recently shooting up draft boards because he's been testing. Well, I think that's a mistake, but I'm with you. I also wouldn't shock me either.
0: Yeah, so it's like that's the only thing that I can sort of see possibly happening. It's like those those are the three options that I sort of see happening. It's like they go with the safe, boring pick. They go offensive line to protect Justin Fields. They entertain the thought of Jalen Carter. Like that's another option there if he's still available. And then for me, possibly another move. Like I said, you double down on defense. Make sure that's completely secure to give your offense more opportunities. You go with an edge rusher to pair up with Demarcus Walker, a more uh, possibly a more productive guy depending on you know how they comes out of college, right? So Miles Murphy, Tyree. Wilson, Lucas Van Ness, Nolan Smith, whoever it is, maybe that's a guy that you draft as well at nine there. So, like we talked about, they could go in a multitude of directions. Maybe they go quarter because depending on how it shakes out at the maybe top, you know. out. Like that wouldn't exactly. be surprising <laughs> either. Like, if Christian Gonzalez is there, Devin Witherspoon, you know, whoever is there, like maybe they entertain that as well. But it's just like almost there's no position that they could draft would be a wrong position. Like, I mean, there's a few obviously, but just they could go in a couple directions where it's like they could really help the Bears immediately to turn around that franchise for sure. So Tad, we got one more topic that we want to get to. We're not going to spend a ton of time on it, but I definitely wanted to get to it because you're a Colts fan. <sighs> and that is the trade of Stefan Gilmore, the former defensive player of the year, is now a member of the Dallas Cowboys. So Gilmore goes to the Dallas Cowboys. All the Colts got in return was a fifth round pick for him. Um, also throwing into the fact for the Dallas Cowboys side, Leighton Vander Esch has re-signed with Dallas Cowboys on a two-year deal worth $11 million. But just yeah, Tad, I want to get your reaction on Stefan Gilboard no longer being a part of that secondary in Indianapolis.
1: I, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit. Who, who cares? Just Jesus Christ, like this guy. I, I fucking, I just. <sighs> Fine, that fine, St. Louis fine, blue fine, 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 fine. If you're going to make me give analysis on this, then let's give some goddamn analysis on this, you bastard. All right. Stephon Gilmore is still good. Yes, this is a good move by Dallas because Trayvon Diggs sucks at man coverage. Stephon Gilmore, excellent man coverage. So Now you have a perfect one-two combo where you play Trayvon Diggs in more deep zone coverage while Stephon Gilmore can actually cover a receiver because Trevon Diggs gets burned more than a birthday candle. So that's great for them. Meanwhile, the Colts are absolutely tanking because yes, all we got was a fucking fifth round pick and it's not going to do anything because we still don't have a quarterback and we're not going to get a quarterback because we're stuck with Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. So bottom line, good move for the Cowboys. Who cares about the Colts? And life sucks. <laughs>
0: uh, if you can tell, Tad's pretty bitter. We had though. to end the episode on
1: this, <laughs> really. We were going so well.
0: Uh, But this is interesting for the Dallas Cowboys. because I want to bring up this side of the fact, especially for fantasy purposes, too, because Dallas finished as the second best fantasy defense last season. They were able to hang on to Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator. You add Stephon Gilmore to this group and you bring back Leighton Vanderish. Like, I mean, if you're looking at defenses next year,
1: you're forgetting one particular big name on that defense, by the way. Well, Michael Parsons is already still there, but I mean, well, just yeah, like, exactly. I talk about well, like some of, moves like that 30 they made. of those turnovers himself, <laughs> but no, on, on a serious note, sorry to interrupt you, but on a serious yeah. note, no, no, this, this, this pairing does work out extremely well. Cause like I said, Trayvon Diggs does struggle with one-on-one, you know, uh, man-to-man coverage. So now that you have Diggs, that, you know, you can play around with Diggs more now, who is excellent across the field as a ball hawk, but now you have Gilmore who's like, okay, if we need to lock someone down, Gilmore's got him. We don't need digs to do that anymore. So, like, the amount of turnover, I think this is the road you're going down. The amount of turnovers that this defense can produce somehow probably going to go up, which is a very, very scary thought.
0: No, 100%. And just they'll be able to get a lot of tackles. They'll be able to force a lot of pressure. Like, I mean, so if you're looking at defenses next year, I know it's not, you know, obviously a position that you address very, like,
1: sorry, no, you keep going. The question just occurred to me first defense off the board, in your opinion. Dallas might be might be my pick.
0: Honestly, it's very much in that range because, like I said, they kept D- Dan Quinn, which is I think the biggest Dude, factor. Yeah, Philly. Lost to why Dallas' defense Philly's is going off, to be good. Yeah. They make some of these smaller moves, or not so small, I mean, whichever way you want to look at it, but just like they're fortified that defense, which is going to be very strong again. So it's like, yeah, as you're playing your strategy, a lot of people don't put a lot of focus on defense, they just sort of grab one, whatever's like the default ranking the based on the platform that they play on. But it's just like in this case if Dallas sort of slips a little bit and you have the ability to take them like maybe a round earlier, um, I think in our league, tad, I think Alfred ended up drafting his defense, the Buffalo defense at like round eight or nine. Four? If I remember it like, it was oh, the no, middle I of think the draft. It was really than
1: that. Yeah, no, it was really, it was that. very
0: much the middle of the draft and it benefited him. He ended up winning the league. So I'll be mean, like, this is a type of defense that can sort of, you can make that same sort of move. So it's like, yeah, Dallas is sort of up there. As like, yeah, maybe you take them first as far as all defenses is concerned, but maybe you take them a little bit earlier because they can be that dominant, possibly.
1: It's off the top of my head, but right now it's between Dallas and Miami
0: for top defense off the board. Well, you got to throw San Francisco in there.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you guys have lost a lot of guys this week.
0: We have. So, I mean, it is going to be interesting, but they did cite Javon Hargrave, who's going to upgrade that middle of the defensive line. So and obviously the loss of D'Amico Ryan is going to play a factor, too, but they find a way. They find a way, so I still got oh, them. Oh come but yeah,
1: on! Dallas- you cannot say that line without giving a bad Jeff Goldblum impersonation. <laughs> they uh, uh uh they find a way. That was much better than my Trump. I'll give it that. Oh
0: yeah, easily, easily. But yeah, Dallas, I think is in that conversation to be the first defense off the board when it comes to fancy football. For man. sure. So, for like sure. I think a lot, and a just, lot of doubt.
1: There. Just don't, just don't touch anyone on Indianapolis. Just,
0: stay, <laughs> just. Why do I do this to myself? Oh, goodness, <sighs> goodness. So, Tad, we covered a lot of topics, yes, but this, I think, is only We didn't even get point. to everything, either. Exactly. Yeah, like, there is so Lord. much more that we want to get to that we didn't get a chance to get to. So, hopefully, we'll be able to drop another episode for you guys a little bit later. And, hey, best way you can find out when that episode is going to be dropping you see it down below. You see our social media handles on Twitter. You got my personal handle, I'm um, inside 23 You got Tads at Tads 94 You got the show handle, d Guys. And of course, we're on Instagram at d Guys as well. We're always going to be keeping you up to date with all of our podcast episodes, our YouTube episodes, some great graphics on Instagram too. Like, I mean, we got you covered. Make sure you're interacting with us. Make sure you're up to date with our podcast and the YouTube videos. And the best way you can do that as well is subscribe to both the YouTube channels as well as our podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen. Subscribe wherever you watch youtube you know whether it's on your phone whether it's on computer wherever it is just hit that subscribe button both to our individual playlist our channel as well as we have a playlist on the lafb network's youtube channel as well they're going to be giving a lot of great content for chargers and rams specifically for free agency and draft stuff but we have our own individual playlist to cover fantasy stuff as well as some general fantasy and draft stuff as well so make sure you're subscribing there um like it, like Ted, like we talked about Ted. There's a lot of information when it comes to free agency and the trades and all that stuff. So we may not be able to cover it on the podcast or video. We may be dropping some articles too. So I mean, make sure you're checking out the LEFP Network's uh, website as well. We may have some articles for you to get to everything that we just couldn't get to in a video or a podcast. But I mean, guys, to everybody who's already listening, who's watching, who's interacting with us, who's reading the articles. I mean, anything and everything you're doing to support us here at the Decide Guys Football Forum. We really can't thank you enough.
1: And like Emer said, yes, thank you so much for the support. And guys, if you're like, okay, free agency is all great, but like we talked about, maybe not as many big moves have been happening. What about the draft? Well, trust us, we're going to keep covering free agency for the rest of this week, but starting next week, we're going draft all the way, baby. It's gonna go hard. Me and murderer are diving headfirst into scouting. I've looked at more players than I care to admit right now. And trust me, like we are going to try to have guests on. We're gonna to try to do, you know, scouting profiles. We're we're gonna we're trying a whole lot of things. We're not sure exactly what's gonna work, but we're gonna try it. So keep it's our tuning first in.
0: time covering the draft folks it's, so it's our first a little time bit of yeah, yeah, yeah it's,
1: <laughs> it's trial and error it's trial and error but a lot of fun things are going to happen we can absolutely promise you that so if you are waiting for draft stuff just stick with us one more week and we're going to start hitting you hard with that stuff so keep on tuning in thank you so much for watching thank you so much for listening and as always stay safe everyone